Welcome back to Harmonize Your Life, conversations on self-care for women of color with your host, Dr. Tony G. Alvarado. It is the month of July, and I hope that you have been enjoying our July podcast series. We have had some amazing conversations, enlightening, uh, enriching, educational, uh, instructional, and inspirational conversations. And today's conversation will be um, no doubt, just the same. All right. So get ready for a really good conversation. Go get you a cup of tea or or, rela- uh, or tell somebody, hey, come watch the Harmonize Your Life podcast with me uh, with Dr. Tony Alvarado and listen in on another good episode. Share the link. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, listen to us on Spotify, Google, uh, Apple, Anchor, wherever you enjoy uh, uh, your favorite podcast platform. I know you're going to be blessed by our guests on today, and we'll be right back in just a moment. All right, my guest is in the studio today. It's a sister beloved girlfriend <laughs> and, and just a sis. I call her sis because that's <laughs> that kind of relationship uh, um, where we uh, our hearts are connected and in, in mission and um, um, our families are connected. Our husbands are, are connected <laughs> friendship. They actually knew each other before we knew each other. <laughs> our children are connected and we are just... We've been walking in this um, this vineyard together now for over wow over thirty years. Yeah. Hard to believe time really yeah. flies. Wow. All right. So my good girlfriend and sister is in the podcast studio with us today in the person of Dr. Deanne B. Johnson, or better known as Dr. D. Um, <laughs> she is a native of Brooklyn, New York, and Dr. D. is a licensed and ordained minister. Uh, with over 30 years of ministerial experience. She has earned a BA in biblical education, a master of arts in Christian education, and a D-man with a concentration in discipleship and leadership. In 1994, she left a corporate position as a course developer and executive trainer to assume a full-time position with New Covenant Christian Ministries, the church she co-founded with her husband, uh, Apostle uh, Bill Uh, Johnson in 1991. Her current position as executive pastor includes sharing in the teaching and preaching uh, rotation, as well as overseeing the day-to-day business operations of the church and its staff. Beyond her church duties, Dr. D uh, expresses her commitment to uh, in in the educational community by serving on the board of trustees of Beulah Heights University in Atlanta, Georgia. And she has been a guest instructor at Luther Wright Seminary uh, teaching church administration and management. Dr. D recently expanded her ministry by uh, becoming the founder and president of three distinct organizations, Overflow Ministries, designed to disciple and strengthen women in their life call and purpose, administrative resource consultants um, developed to support churches in business operations and administrative staff training, and Psalmist and Scribe Publishing, a company dedicated to promotion of of the gospel message through the production of written and musical compositions. Dr. D's first self-published work uh, includes a devotional guide entitled Notes from My Bible, and you ought to see her Bible. I'm just going to say that. And the book, <laughs> Keys uh, to a Leader's Success, What to Do When You're Going Through, and her latest release, The Seasons of a Woman's Life. Dr. D is a woman who maintains a consistent life of devotion, solid walk with the Lord. She is a loving wife of Billy Pastor, Apostle Billy R. Johnson, and devoted mother uh, to their adult son, Stephen Darius. Um, An inspiring and well-respected 
servant, this woman uh, willingly shares her gifts with the body of Christ, whether she is ministering um, in the pulpit or in a classroom, the word of God, training church leaders, teaching administrative principles or ministering to women. Dr. Deanne Johnson works diligently to share with others the key to doing the work of ministry in excellence. And I am so glad to not only know her professionally in her professional life, but to know her in her personal life. And I want you to know that what you see is what you get with Dr. D. She is real. She is authentic. <laughs> um, and um, she is not just um, what you see in public is what you see in private. And that is such a testament, uh, testimony to who she is. And I'm so delighted and honored and blessed to call her a sister and a friend. Hey, Dr. Wow. D. Hey, my love. Listen, <laughs> I was listening to you. I said, I don't know if I'm, I'm hoping I'm not on camera while she's reading that thing. That's a long bio right there. That's okay. <laughs> so look, you know, when you have, when you've got impact, you know. Oh, Lord. Somebody should have edited that You've been doing the work, girl. You've been doing the work. Listen, it's a, as Bishop Alvarado says, it's a sorry dog that won't wag his own tail. <laughs> you know, that's, my that's my brother. <laughs> Listen, you've been doing the work, honey. You've been putting it in, and it shows. You've been putting the work in, and it shows. And I mean, not just not just the ministry work, but the personal work. I, mm -hmm. uh, when, um, you were at mom's home going just a few weeks ago and I looked at you and I said, girl, you look so good. <laughs> Listen, I have to keep up with you because you know, you told us <laughs> that self-care is important. And That's I decided nice. that uh, I'm only going to get one container to do what God has put me here to do. So I better take care of this container. So 30 pounds down, uh, however many more to go until I feel like I'm going to stop. Um, but, uh, you know, it's a little hard to do it as you get older, though. Now, but, uh, now you know, I, I'm trying to tell you, it get, <laughs> them pounds don't go, they don't come off, they don't go off as, come off as quickly as they come on. No, they do not. No, they do not. So it's, yes. been, it's been a journey, but it's been a good one because I feel great. I really do. And you know what? That's the important thing, isn't it? You know, we, we want to look good as women, but um, yeah. one of my guests earlier this month, um, um, Sheila, um, Sheila Agnew, she's mm -hmm. a, a fitness professional um, and she's um, Sheila um, works mainly with women and men over 50 and oh uh, she herself is 70. And when I tell you she put some 30 and 40 and 40, some of us 50 year old girls to shame. It's in our yeah. And as she talked about the importance of our fitness and not just in how we look, but yeah. also in how we feel, we want to feel good. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And it really is about, um, you know, we, we are a spirit. We uh -huh. have a soul and we live in a body. Right, right. And the goal is to live from the inside out. Right, exactly. But most of the time we are busy living from the outside in. And I find that interesting enough. Yeah. <laughs> you. That's a whole right there. <laughs> We're so concerned about, you know, if it's tight and right. The main thing is, is it fit? Is the container fit? for the purpose that's on the inside of you. And so, um, you know, I love to eat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love Spirit to eat. I, you know me, uh, I'm a social eater. So, you know, cause you and I, our yeah, families, girl, you know, we, we shut down many a restaurant. You know, we, we have been this down. when the Johnsons and the Alvarados get together. And it's not that we eating a lot of food, y'all, but we enjoy each other company so much. We will start at one o'clock and they need to change three, four shifts before we get up from the table. We have to order something because we shame because we not sat there so long. We have to order something again because we shame. We just sat there all day oh, talking God. and catching up and 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 just laughing and having fun together it, it is, is it is something it listen is. it is it listen d you wrote a book you just you know you've written yeah. several and i have all of your works but this one right here girl wow it, it i don't know if it's because of where i am right now <laughs> but this one here 
You, if you do not have Dr. Deanne's book, The Seasons of a Woman's Life, that's what we're going to be talking about yeah. today. I brought her specifically on the podcast today. We could talk about a whole lot of stuff. We could talk yeah. about church. We could talk about administration. <laughs> we could talk about, you know, money. We could talk about marriage, children, yeah. all that. But yeah. I brought her on here today because she really deals with all those aspects in yes. her book. Yeah. Everything that I just talked to you about, did I just mention, she touches on in this book. And um, Dee, I really wanted you to talk to us today about your book. Mm -hmm. I wanted, um, I want you to share a little bit of your story and why you mm -hmm. are so passionate about empowering women through, particularly through this book. What yeah. inspired you in writing this book? Yeah, I'm glad you asked me that because actually this started oh gosh, probably 15 years ago. And mm -hmm. I, I was preparing to speak for just one of our regular women's events. And uh, the, the whole concept came to my mind about seasons and how each season brings something different and how that correlates to our lives. And so mm -hmm. I did. And, you know, the, the time of ministry went wonderfully. But you know how sometimes you do something and it just doesn't leave you? You just then I found myself continually going back to that and digging and digging a little bit more. And then what really kind of pushed the envelope for me was that I was finding that more and more of the women that I was mentoring and that I was just sharing with were finding themselves stuck. Mm. And they were stuck in what really were stages of their lives. Mm. And because they were stuck in stages, it was hard for them to really understand that there are seasons. There are some things that you, you go through and you are done. It's over with. And the, it's almost like the glory days. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. That size yeah. uh, six dress that you're just never going to get back in. Never. Never. It's uh -huh. a stage. Let it go. Uh -huh. and let's uh -huh. move on. Right. So you get if you get stuck in a stage, then as the cyclical seasons of life come, it's hard for you to to end up expressing the purposes that you're supposed to be accomplishing in those seasons. And wow. so the more I listened to them, and the more I even looked at my own life to investigate. Where am I? Am I holding on to something that's done with you? Know, you remember how um, uh, his name is leaving me right now, uh, but he he uh, slew the Philistines with the jawbone of an of of the donkey. Oh, Samson. Samson. Uh, he's talking about Samson. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes, he slew the the Philistines with the jawbone of the uh, of a donkey. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I know that King James uses another word, but we're going to say uh, a donkey. Okay, and, okay. and then you don't see anything more about that jawbone. He discards it because it's done. Wow. It's finished. Mm -hmm. Had it been us, some of us would have started the jawbone ministry. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> you know. And this is still, this is how we talk. This is just it is. This is what I love. And I tell my guests all the time, Dee, I, when I emailed you, what did I say? Uh -huh. I said, I'm going to have a set of questions, but these conversations are organic and, <laughs> and I want us to just talk like we always do. That's and I it. Want know, this is just how we talk. You, we would, girl, you said we would have started a job on this. <laughs> girl, uh-uh, job on for 1995. <laughs> two for, two for twenty ninety nine. You can get two. Oh, we got T-shirts now. We're starting the Jawbone Conference. And oh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it's over. It's a stage. It's something that was done, and it's time to move. Where and but we end up getting stuck. Wow. Where, or we start defining ourselves oh. by those stages. You know, in the book, one of the things I use, because you know me, I like to keep the cookies on the low shelf. And one of the things I used for stage illustration was, you know, that awkward stage. Yeah. I mean, you know, as I was growing up, I was looking at a picture of myself. I think I was about 12. Mm -hmm. um, 
and these long lanky legs and long <laughs> arms and my torso looked like it was about this big and acne and I wore glasses and they were like Coca-Cola bottles. Oh my girl. <laughs> if I stuck, if I defined myself by that stage, oh. it would have been hopeless. Wow. But over time, I grew out of that. And mm -hmm. so my body started coordinating itself and it turned into a rather womanly figure. The yeah. acne, while I love in the book, I say, while it's still problemsome, <laughs> you know, it, it, it calmed itself down yeah. and I grew into a not so bad looking face. Yeah, you're beautiful. <laughs> well, thank beautiful. you, dear. But it was just a stage. But during that stage, had I not, um, I found myself having to really work, T, because mm -hmm. I was letting those things define me. Mm -hmm. I was letting them, I was, I was receiving the messages mm -hmm. that you're, you're not attractive. You're mm -hmm. never going to be beautiful. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. You're, and, not and, mm -hmm. you're not enough. You're not enough. Mm -hmm. um, or sometimes it is that this stage of, even when I think about children, when you think about our children, when they're babies, mm -hmm. in that stage, they need us almost 24-7 exactly. because they can't do anything for themselves, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But there comes a stage in their lives when they now can do for themselves. Mm -hmm, if mm -hmm. I'm doing for my son at 24, what I was doing for him at four, mm, there's a problem. That's a problem. There's a problem because mm -hmm. he is at another stage and I must allow him to be at a new stage, which means I've got to enter into another stage altogether. Wow, wow, wow. So wow. that kind of uh, where I know it's a long way around, but that's kind of no, no, how that's, it that's good. because yeah. one of the things I wanted you to unpack was what's the difference between stage a, a stage and a season, yeah. um, and why is it important for us to understand the difference between the yes, yes, because stages are specific times and places that we move through. And mm -hmm. for the most part, when you go through a stage, it's not a place you're going to return. Okay. Seasons, on the other hand, are cyclical. Right. Just right. like the seasons in the year, yeah, they go, yeah. they come around. Now, why that's important is because you can experience every one of those stage, every one of those seasons in any stage of your life. Oh yes. yeah. So I at 15, I went through a terribly, terribly traumatic situation mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, where my stepfather was killed in my presence. My mother was severely wounded in that situation and was in the hospital for months. Wow. That was a winter. That was a winter season. But in that, I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. So the stage of my life, you're, you're mine or the world tells you that when you're young, everything's going to be wonderful. Wow. Everything is going to be great. There aren't going to be any life altering problems. And as a matter of fact, we have to be careful because sometimes we ignore the seasons that younger people are going through because yeah. we say things like you, child, you, you 18, you don't have nothing to be concerned about. Right, right, right. But they, they're going through their own storms and their own seasons. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So as I encountered women younger and not as young, I found that I was sharing these thoughts. And then I thought, you know what? This is all stemming from this message that I started. Let me go back and mm -hmm. kind of um, put some more meat on it. Mm -hmm. And then ultimately, you know me. You know, I'm a discipleship girl. So <laughs> I love anything that creates conversation, either mm -hmm. conversation with ourselves mm -hmm. or conversation with 
among ourselves as women. Right. Right. And so I then I said, well, what what would I want this to be? I would want this not to be a book where people just sit down and read it. But I would want this to be something where you would have to engage and really ask yourself. I would want this to feel like you were sitting across from me mm-hmm. and I've shared a story with you, but then I'm listening to you to you know, kind of give some feedback as wow. to where you are. And uh, so far I've been, I've been getting some amazing uh, feedback from it. It's, I really have. It's really, I mean, it's, it's good. You know, your opening story, uh, um, you, of course you open about the story about the woman with the four girls Oh, yeah. And of course, you know, that just like, oh, <laughs> Jesus, right? Uh, being the oldest of four girls. And, yeah. and so that was deeply personal for me. Um, but the idea that what I struck me about that, that story that you gave, we, where they all saw the same tree. Yes. But they yeah. all saw that tree in different seasons. seasons. That was very impactful for me. So, my question to you then is, what role does our perspective have when it comes to understanding our seasons? Everything. Absolutely everything. I liken perspective to tinted glasses. Mm-hmm. If I put on glasses right now mm-hmm. that had, let's say, a yellow tint to them, mm-hmm. Everything that I looked at would have would be yeah. casting a yellowish color. Yes, right. And that right. would be my reality because that's the lens through which I was looking. Right, right. Um, and so so it is with us in every area of life, but, mm-hmm. but specifically because we're talking about seasons, the lens that I look through, my perceptions can color what the benefit is of that season. I always go back to the winter, for instance. Okay, I, okay. I, you know, it's, that one happens to be my favorite, one of okay. my favorite chapters in the book. Because okay. people typically don't want to talk about the challenging times. They like to talk about the springs and the summer. And the summer. Yeah. And even the fall. We don't mind and fall. The fall. Yeah, they, we don't mind fall when it's especially harvest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get it right, 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 right. <laughs> but... That, that winter, for instance, mm-hmm. um, I can't remember. I wrote the book, but I don't always remember the exact quotes. But, you know, I often say uh, winter is not the time. No, it's not. You said it's, it's not, not the time to hide. It's and, not the and, time to hide. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's not death. Winter is not. Yeah. It's not dying. It's just dormant. <sighs> you see. And so when we see think about the natural winter. When we, when we are experiencing winter, it looks like nothing is happening, but that's not true. Nothing is happening above ground because all the work is being done underneath the ground because that's the work that's going to sustain you when the next season comes, right? Right, and right. Yeah. You know, I put your book in dialogue with, um, with this book this, um, while I was on vacation. This um, and uh, Dr. Cheryl Bridges Johns, she's on the podcast this month as well. And her book is Seven Transforming Gifts of Menopause and Unexpected Spiritual oh. Journey. Um, and it's a good read. I recommend Give me it. That title. I Give will. Me that title. I will. And um, and um, and listen, I put you and her in dialogue because she says similar to what you're saying about winter. She talks about these. Um, she uses, she changes our paradigm on menopause mm-hmm. because she helps us to see the gifts in menopause. Whether you know, some because oftentimes we, as women, we talk about menopause is a dreadful kind of experience. Nobody wants to go through it, you know. And but she, she talked about it's, it's kind of the, it's not the death of the woman, but it's a rebirthing yes. season for yes. us. And so, and and. And when you said what you said about winter, it reminds me so much of what Dr. Johns is saying yeah. about the whole menopause and the hidden gifts that we yes. that receive as women. Yes. That's, that's, that's why perspective is, 
Yeah, that's why perspective is so important because yeah. there is something to be gained in every season. <sighs> every season. There is something that you can, I said this, I don't remember which chapter, but I said this, I said, there's something that you can gain and there's something that you can grow mm -mm. in every season. Wow. There's wow. something you can gain and there's and something, something that you, you can, can grow. grow. You mm -hmm. and I can produce in every season. Yes, Lord. Yes, every one of them. So menopause, whatever that may be, wherever I may be, I, it, I could be in this season. You, right now, you're walking in a different place in your life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're walking in an entirely different place mm -hmm. in your life. Mm -hmm. But your perspective, mm -hmm. it is so um, empowering. Okay. It is so strengthening. Uh, yeah. And it's and it makes all the difference it with does. what you find. I remember mm -hmm. I didn't mention, I do mention it in here. Uh, Bill was preaching one Sunday and he, you know, he's the illustration king. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I remember, I don't even remember what the message was about, but he said, um, there are times when you feel like circumstances and situations just kind of knock you down. And he got and went down on his knees. He said, mm -hmm. and then when you feel like you're as far down as you can go, something can hit you even further. And he was almost prostrate on the, he was prostrate mm -hmm. on the, on the floor of the, um, of the pulpit. Mm -hmm. And then the next thing he did absolutely blew me away. And that's what I, that's where I got the whole concept of there's something you can gain because he said, but while you're down here, he started patting around. He said, but while you're down, look for what you can pick up to take with you when you get up. Mm -hmm. And that's the way it is with the seasons of our lives. There's something that we can gain. There's something that we have to learn because a season isn't going to last forever. I don't you know, care how good summer feels; it's not going to last, last forever. forever. And, and then, and the hope, and then the thing that gives us hope is, no matter how harsh or bad the winter is, it's not going to last. Forever. It's not going to last forever. You know, DM when I was when I started my grief counseling, um, I actually um, went into grief counseling before mom passed. Mm -hmm. and I, I, because actually I was grieving her yes. loss before yes. she passed, before she physically, you know, yes. left this earth. Um, but, you know, grieving the loss of her more, more loss of her mobility, loss of mm -hmm. things that we used to be able to do that we couldn't do, you know, as she was, as her health was declining even the more. Yeah. So I knew that I needed to go into grief counseling. But one of the things my grief counselor said to me that was so empowering in my first visit she said, you will always miss your mother, but you will not always grieve your mother yes. if you grieve healthily. Yes. And she talked about people who get stuck in grief. Yes. And she said that we call that, she, she called it complicated grief. Mm. Wow. Um, when we get stuck in grief, because she said God never designed us to, to grieve forever. And you know what I thought about when I, and when she was saying that to me? I thought about two scriptures. I thought about Abraham after mm -hmm. the death of Sarah. Mm -hmm. A lot of people um, don't, don't, we don't talk about Abraham's second wife. That's right. Right? That's right. We, we, That's always, right. we always stop with Sarah. That's right. But Sarah That's died right. before she Abraham. Sure did. And she the sure Bible says there's a, a text in there where it says he he mourned, he wept, and then he got up. He got up. He he mourned, and then the scripture with David. When the I was going to say David with the child. That's as it. long as the child was alive, David mourned. He sat in sackcloth and ashes. That's but, it. But when he when the child died. And they told David that the child was dead. The, the interesting thing about that was he, the Bible says David got up, arose, washed his face, changed his clothes, anointed himself and went into the house and worshiped. And so she just talked to me about the season of grief and getting what I can get out of this season, but not, but knowing that I won't always be yeah. in this yeah. place. I'll always miss her, but I won't, I don't have to get stuck here. And that's, that's what you mean by that stage. Yes, because think about it. They even refer to it as the stages of grief. grief. Yes. 
because you're yeah. you're designed to move through them. Ooh. Yeah. Oh wow. And it doesn't mean that when I move through this, I'm not going to remember this person or honor their presence or anything, but you're designed to go from one stage to the next, moving progressively until you move out of that condition. And yeah. now you can continue to function in your life. Whew, I tell you, <laughs> this is so, so empowering. Now, Dee, um, Dee I'm sure you work with women, um, both of yeah. us are in, um, into empowering women. We both yeah. have been, you know, not just as pastors, but outside of our local church, we've yeah. had groups of women that we mentor, that mm -hmm. we coach um, and lead. And one of the questions that I'm often asked by women who come through either where I've mentored them um, formally or informally mm -hmm. um, is how do, uh, how do I understand or tap into my purpose? Because one of the things you talk about in your book is the, that our understanding our purpose. Yes. And the yeah. purpose of a season. Yes. So this question is often asked how do you answer that question when women ask you, how do I understand and tap into my purpose? Wow. That question is probably going to be the age old and lifelong question <laughs> of all. And yeah. it's so interesting that we're talking about that because I'm working on an article right now dealing with this whole idea of purpose. So, um, I get to work out some of it. I get to work out some of it on you now. But what I found interesting, because I do get that question a lot. And what I find what I found interesting, you know me, I I, I went back to the word. Mm -hmm. Nowhere, when I when I went back to the word, every place that I saw the word purpose in relation to God, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it never had anything to do with what we do. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. It always had to do with who he intended for us to become. And it was always attached to becoming in relationship with his son and being conformed to the image of his son. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so then I started looking and I said, now, um, what, you know, what is purpose? You know, when you when you think of purpose, the noun purpose, it mm -hmm. is. Um, the intent for which a thing was made, mm -hmm. the, the reason that a thing was made. Mm -hmm. Or if I said, you know, I, I purpose, like Daniel purposed in his heart not mm -hmm. to defile himself with the king's food, right? Mm -hmm. He made up in his mind, he had an intention, mm -hmm. not, he was deliberately not going to do this thing. Mm -hmm. So I started thinking that one of the, I think one of the challenges and the reasons that people ask us that question so much mm -hmm. is because I believe that we confuse purpose with vocation. Okay. You, you understand what I'm saying? Uh, I hear you. When people ask, how do I get to know my purpose? Many times what they're really asking is, how do I figure out what I'm supposed to be doing on the earth? Uh, Why, yeah. You understand? I hear you. So I, I treat it, I like to come at it from that standpoint to say, let's understand and agree what you are asking. Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. I believe that what we're trying to find is what is it that I'm supposed to, what is that significant impact that I'm okay. supposed to have yeah. in the earth? And who because am I called to be? Not necessarily what am I called to do because who what am I, I do called changes. To do? Yes. So Those you can have purpose. Sometimes what I do is a stage. Exactly. Exactly. I hate you. Mm -hmm. so I I, that's why I say we have to separate it. Because okay. if we start talking about my purpose in terms of the noun, the, the, the intent, the original intent for the making of a thing, then mm -hmm. the only one who can tell me my purpose is the one who made me. Well, come the on The only one who can tell us what a, a computer is designed for, is the purpose of a computer, is the one who made the computer. 
Right. Because right. it is in the mind of the creator, the purpose of what that thing should be. Right. Right. right? So when and, you start and what it was supposed to, and what it does is connected to what it was designed to designed be. To be. Right. Now. And and one of the things, one of the ways that I I, sh I share with women um with when it comes to purpose, understanding purpose, I tell women all I tell them also that our lives have more than one purpose. Because Absolutely. the Bible says to um to everything there is a season and a time for every purpose. So that's right. There could be our, our lives have many purposes, and sometimes what I do may change, Absolutely. but my purpose. You know what I'm saying? It's the overall yes. call of who I am. I'm yes. called, I'm I'm an empowerer. Yes. That's the yes. being. That's you know it. what I'm saying? I'm a servant. That's the being. So what I do is connected to who I Absolutely. am. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad you mentioned that because um the writer of Ecclesiastes, he does say to everything there is a season. Mm -hmm. A time for every purpose. And you talked about that in your books. Yes. yes. So yes. there's a season. Within uh -huh. that season, mm -hmm. you only have a certain amount of time to accomplish a specific purpose. Mm -hmm. So the purpose of winter is not the same as the purpose of spring, which is exactly what you're saying. I, my purposes fluctuate based upon the season that I'm in. What would I what would I look like um, going out and planting flowers mm -hmm. in the middle of winter mm -hmm. in spite of what my I could have the greatest green thumb. I could be a professional horticulturist, but there would be that it's would be wasted purpose yeah. in that season. Mm -hmm. So during that season, perhaps I then take my skill to find a new strain of mm -hmm. some kind of a beautiful flower that I will plant in the next fall. You see? So I totally agree with you. And that's why we have to separate that. Now, I do think that um, I feel like I owe people an explanation when they talk about uh, purpose in that regard. When I can get a when I can get a, a sister to separate them, then I say, now, if we want to talk about where you feel like what is your that significant thing that you're here to accomplish, then I think that that can be done pretty easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you ask God. Yeah, you really yeah. ask God. Because yeah, vocation is important. It really is. It is it really because is. we because work because God put us in the earth to work. Exactly. Um, but our, and our work should be satisfying, impactful, significant, and 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 not necessarily when we say significant. Sometimes you know we think big and large, mm -mm. but I mean just significant in the sense that you you're fulfilled, and the per people that you're called to serve are Absolutely. fulfilled by the work that you're doing. Yes. Um, but yeah, vocate, you know, one of the books that I'm reading right now in this season, I'm rereading the book um, by Parker Palmer, Let Your Life Speak. Mm -hmm. And um, that book, you know, he talks about vocation, but he talks about it in the in the sense of what you're talking about, not in the sense of what am I called to do, but what am I called to be and yeah. how does what I do connect to exactly. my and exactly. who I'm called to be. Yeah. And it's easy enough to discover that. I know it sounds complicated, but it really is easy enough. Like I said, I, I would start with asking God. You ask the manufacturer and and then I would ask myself. Mm. It's really to me three asks. I ask God. What is it? What is that thing that you want to see through me? Mm. Uh, and how have I connected to your ultimate purpose? Because okay. sometimes I can't find this significant purpose here because I haven't really connected with his ultimate purpose. Okay. But then okay. second to that, I have to ask myself a question. What is it that I'm passionate about? Mm -hmm. Because see, sometimes our purpose is not necessarily connected to what we do for a living. Exactly. exactly. Blessed you. I've been blessed my entire career. I've never had a job that I didn't love. Uh, because in every job, I, this is no lie, every job that I have had, 
God has worked it out where they've created the job for me. I might have gone in as the secretary. And by the time I finished, I created I created me a whole nother. I worked for Essence Magazine and I'll never forget. They had to create a title for me because I was like, OK, I'm going to do what you pay me to do. And then I'm going to do what I love to do and show you how valuable it is to you. And now you don't have nobody doing it. So now you got to create something to give me a job for it. So what is your passion? What is your passion? I, and, and you can discover it by asking yourself, what bothers me? Yeah, what frustrates me? Mm -hmm. And what blesses me? Mm, what bothers me? And, and what blesses me? Yes. Yes. Because both of those hit at my both of those hit at my passion. Yeah, 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 yeah. They you do. You know me. I can't stand. Um, <laughs> I can't stand ragged anything. Like, listen, don't be ragged. Don't don't throw something together. Ratchet. That's what the kids call it now. Ratchet. <laughs> ratchet. <laughs> That's what the children call it. Ooh, don't be ratchet. <laughs> Throw something together. We don't, it doesn't have to be big, it doesn't have to be fancy. Yeah. But and it, but I have such a passion for excellence. But I understand that excellence is not perfection. Right. It's right, right. simply doing the best you can with what you have. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you just uh, like things to be in order. I I do. And that's just, <laughs> yes, I do. And that's just a passion. Now I'll give you an example of that. Um, you know, you mentioned one of the, well, psalmist and scribe. Mm -hmm. So it is, I started this publishing company. I didn't start this publishing company to publish anybody else. I didn't go, I didn't plan to go in the business of publishing. But just recently, um, I posted something on IG and a lady that I know, she hit me back and she was like, oh, I'm so excited that um, to hear about your book. I'm getting ready to order it right now. She said, and by the way, I wrote a book. I said, really? And so I, she told me what it was. So immediately I went on Amazon and I downloaded her book and, mm -hmm. um, and it really was a good book, but the layout was really not good. Mm -hmm. It really wasn't. And I said, now, Lord, what do I do? <laughs> like, you know, because my goal is not to offend anybody. But I just, I told my husband about it. He was like, well, what you going to do? Because you can't talk about it. So finally, I said, okay. I called, I called, I texted her and I said, you got a minute to talk? And she called me and uh, she said, uh, I said, I read. Look, the teacher showed up. <laughs> Because you know, you know me. The teacher showed up. The teacher, oh, go ahead. The teacher jumps out when I don't even want when her to. When the student is ready, the teacher will show up. <laughs> and so I said, your your book was so engaging. And it was. It, it's written like a novel, but it really is her story. It's a true story about her life. Mm -hmm. And it's engaging and it's impactful. I could see people really being healed. But I was thinking to myself, nobody's going to get past the, the, the packaging. And I said, um, I said, I tell you what, if you would allow me, I would like to just kind of work on it a little bit for you. I'd like to edit it for you. And I ended up now when I said that, I didn't realize the book was as long as it was because I was reading it on Kindle. Right. And I hadn't gotten through the whole thing. She sent me this book, which is like about 150 pages but I edited that entire book. Then I got my graphic artist, I was telling her about it. She redesigned the cover for her. And when I gave it back to her, and oh, and then I uploaded it onto Amazon for her. Because <laughs> she had to you know mm -hmm. what to do. I, I hear where you're going. She has a beautiful book now. So it, I realized that my passion, yes, my passion is to, is to help people to be, to present themselves in the best light possible. And if my, any of my gifts can help to do that, then I want to help to create that. So you got to know your passion. So I say, you ask God, you ask yourself those questions. What bothers me? Because that bothered me. Mm -hmm. And what blesses me, what blessed me was the, her 
I mean, when I tell you she was over the moon appreciative. And then ask others. Yes. Trusted people mm-hmm. in your life. So, ask them, what do you see in my life? Mm-hmm. What kinds of things do you uh, have you come to expect from my life? What kinds of things, you know, do you do you see as giftings? Because sometimes I know for me, I am horrible at self-promotion. Uh, and my husband says that I really downplay and don't um, I don't recognize sometimes the breadth of my mm-hmm. gifts. Mm-hmm. And he might be, he might be right. Don't tell him I said and you that. know, a lot of women, a lot of us, um, seriously, we don't mm-hmm. see ourselves the way others. Yeah. And we tend to not, um, we tend to downplay ourselves. Yeah. The men, on the other hand, are a little different when it comes to that. Yeah. You know, if someone says you have on a nice dress, oh, this old thing, just, so you don't <laughs> Ain't nobody you know, care where you got it from. Girl, I didn't pay hardly anything for that. Who cares what you? I didn't I ask you what you bought it. I didn't ask you what I you said. I just said it was nice. But we think we have to justify. Yes. You know what I'm saying? We have yes. to justify. And I'm going to say this to you, Dr. D. This podcast is unashamedly dedicated to women of color. Yes. I don't have any problem. Uh, with other Absolutely. women in other traditions, other ethnic groups, or whatever, um, Anglo women being a part of, of this, this, uh, these conversations. However, one of the reasons I dedicated it to women of color is because we wrestle with that so bad. Right. We have so many messages in society that tell us we're not good enough, we're Absolutely. not pretty enough. Our hair is not not you know, our hair is kinky, whatever, or you know, we're big too big. We got you know hips and. And so we wrestle with so many esteem issues. That's right. You know what I'm saying? And even when it comes to self-care, we feel guilty. Absolutely. When we, when it comes to taking care of ourselves, we feel like we got to be the strong black woman. We feel like, you know, we got to mm-hmm. carry everybody in our community on our back. Yes, yes. We, yes. And, and we even feel guilty. We don't want to take it. We can't take a day off. You know, mm. my sisters, they don't care about having a full spa day. Oh, you better know it. You better know it. And then go out to lunch with somebody the next day. Do you understand? But us, if we do that, we feel like we got to explain why, we, why we're doing it. And, you know, I want you uh-uh. to do that. Oh, no. oh, now you think you're so cute. Well, you know my answer to that one, T. You know, I always say when people, she said, oh, you think you're so cute. No, the issue is you think I'm cute, but you just don't know how to say it to me yet. <laughs> So let's grow up and get some emotional intelligence here and yes. be able to rock with it. That's right. That's right. But yeah, so I, I mean, I'm I mean, so yeah, we do as women, we downplay our gifts, we downplay. Yeah. And and I think that you writing books like this is what frees us. Yeah. yeah. Having empowering women. I mean, for you to take that woman's book and do what you did with it. Yeah. I mean that. That says number one, you're secure in who you are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Yeah. And you don't mind yeah. investing in someone else. Yeah. And helping and helping another sister be yeah. the best that she can be. And that's what this book is about, helping us be yeah. our best. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I love about it. I well, love how does this it. connect to it? This is a self-care podcast and, mm-hmm. and all of that. But how do you see this understanding our seasons, the seasons of a woman's life? How do you see this connecting to us taking better care of ourselves? Oh, my gosh. I think it has everything to do with it. I think self-care becomes the precursor to everything. Because you asked me a question earlier. You asked me about perception. I believe that our perceptions get clearer as we learn to embrace self-care. Oh. Yeah. Wow. So if I don't take care of myself, I don't have, I'm always looking through a weakened lens. I'm always, I I have to go to the uh, eye doctor soon. And um, because years ago I had um, LASIK surgery. And so my distance vision is still very good. Um, But what I've noticed was that my left eye, I, could not see quite as clearly 
as I could in my right eye. What I did not realize was when they performed the LASIK surgery, they didn't make me 2020. It's something like, you know, like 2025 or something yeah. like that. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And so I have to make sure that when I'm looking at something, I am looking with both of my eyes very clearly so that I can maximize my, the way I see and perceive things in front of me. Mm -hmm. um, now, I'm now thinking, all right, let me make sure that when I get my eyes examined, I tell them I'm wearing glasses because I want the benefit of being able to see crystal clear. Mm -hmm. I'm taking care of my eyes because I want to be able to see clearly. I'm taking care of my health now, or mm -hmm. my, or better said, my weight now, because I, when I uh, walk, I don't want to feel like I need oxygen. Right, right. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm taking care. Of, there are times when uh, I was, I was raised an only child. I have siblings, but I was basically raised an only child, and so uh, I am good by myself. Mm -hmm. And so I. That the way I have to decompress is I gotta have some time by myself. Mm -hmm. I love my husband, and you know for a fact we we're almost like joined at the hip, you know. Right, because right. not because I can't be without him, but because I like being with him so right, much. He's right, really right. my best friend. Mm -hmm. But even in that, I have to make sure that I set aside time just for me, because mm -hmm. that's a part of my self-care. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The better I take care of myself, the clearer my perception will be in every one of my seasons. And then I can see what it is God wants me to see. I can gain what it is I'm supposed to gain. I can touch who I'm supposed to touch in that season. And I can plant what I'm supposed to plant in that season so that I can get a harvest on it later on. You said something. I'm not going to let you get away without repeating it. You said, oh, Lord, better, you know, I have these things written down now. <laughs> the better I take care of myself, mm -hmm. the better my perspective is in each season. Yes, absolutely. Wow. The, the That's clearer good. my perspective will be. You know how it is. Um, I, I know that sometimes uh, I will, you know, we laugh and uh, Bill and I say, you know, after uh, third, almost 33 years of marriage, I, I always tease and we say, we've never had an argument in 33 years of marriage. We just have intense moments of fellowship. Right, 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 right. And then he, and then he adds, and some more intense than others. Right. That's <laughs> what that's yes, Lord. In yes. moments. Anybody been married over five minutes know about those. That's right. <laughs> well, one of the things that I have really strived to do is be able to own the why behind my intensity. Okay. Some of the times in the early years of our marriage, like if it was time for my cycle, I needed to pull away. Mm. because it really wasn't about him, but I just felt horrible. Wow. And I knew that any little thing would probably cause me to respond differently than I would otherwise. Or better, put it, let's put it like this. I'd like to remove myself before I have to really extract the fruit of the spirit. I, 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 before, before I have to really go and pick some fruit. <laughs> I understand. So, so it's, you know, sometimes if you get into it with somebody, you realize the problem isn't with them or what they said. The problem is I'm tired. Yeah. yeah. I'm tired. I'm frustrated about something. Uh, I'm worried about something. Yeah. And to me, all of that is self-care. I've got to, first of all, self-care has to be, um, I would say, uh, prior to self-care has to be self-awareness. Awareness, yeah. And in my book, I talk about that. In my book, mm -hmm. um, um, Harmonize Your Life, I start with that. Self-care begins with self-awareness. Yes, yes. Uh, because if you're not aware of That's when right. you're needing to pull away or when you're needing whatever it is you need, if you're not aware of what, 
what you enjoy. And, and then those things change in different seasons. They sure do. So they sure I mean, do. there are some things, there are some of my self-care practices that I practice at 58 that I didn't practice at 38. I know that's right. You know, because I'm in and a different 68. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So it's those seasons, even the even self-care looks different in different it looks totally different. Yeah. It looks different in stages. Yeah. And in seasons. In seasons. That's there good. are things that you uh, I even mentioned this in certain there are certain stages where you your mind is considerably younger mm -hmm. or a more able than mm -hmm. your physical your body, body. Mm -hmm. and you don't i said it jokingly but it's true and you know it's like sometimes i have a hard time understanding why my body will not do what i had what's in my head to do uh, you know so you have to be fluid enough to be able to recognize what you need at different time yeah. and different seasons are important. And that's why I said, you know, to wrap that up, that um, I think that self-care becomes the precursor to all mm -hmm. of it. Because if you are not taking care of yourself, you are not able to clearly perceive what you are, where you are, why you're there, and what you're to do while you're there. Why, where you are, why you're there, there and what you're to do while you're there. That is yeah. so good. Dr. Deanne, this has been, of course, you know me, you, we can shut down the restaurants. Come on. And if we can shut down the restaurants, you know we can shut down a podcast. <laughs> so I want them to know where they can find you. So I'm going to put some things on the screen uh, here on um, uh, some banners up. You all, we have been talking with Dr. Deanne Johnson. She is just Phenomenal, the author of The Seasons of a Woman's Life and several other works. So, but the, today we've been discussing her newest work, her newest book, The Season Seasons of a Woman's Life. I want you to know you can find her at her website, Live in the Overflow. This is just one of them. I just wanted to put that one up. Yeah. Um, but for her Overflow Ministries, um, you can find Overflow Ministries on Facebook. Go to her website at Live in the Overflow. It will connect you to all of her other works. She is also the co-pastor of New Covenant Christian Ministries. And I'm sure there are links to her, her local church there as well. Follow her on Instagram at D, uh, Dr. D.V. Uh, Johnson. You can uh, follow her there. It's also on Twitter with that same handle, Dr. D.V. Johnson. Go to her YouTube channel at Overflow Ministries International. Um, you can uh, reach out to her um, through all of the medium, her social media uh, networks and all the work that she is doing. She is a wealth of knowledge, as you can already see. She is a river. I love that about her because she refreshes. And the Bible says he who refreshes others will himself herself be refreshed. And so she is a refresher of others. And that's one of the reasons why I love her because she refreshes me every time we're in each other's presence. And I know that her book, listen, go to Amazon or go to her website and get her book. Let's support the work that she is doing. Um, bring her to your conferences, uh, have her share your small groups. The book is also a good conversation piece. And in your small groups, uh, as a matter of fact, Dr. D, as you were talking, I'd love to get you to come into Tea Time with me. Um, uh, Tea Time with Dr. Tony is a part of the Harmonize Your Life um, Women's Self-Care Network. And I'm going to put that up there. Um, and I do a monthly meeting uh, with the women there called Tea Time with Dr. Tony. And it really is just time for us to talk and share. And we bring in different speakers at different times to share with us. We're doing it right now in a virtual environment, which is working because we have women from all over the country mm -hmm. coming into Tea Time monthly on our month, in our monthly meetings. I want you to know if you're just joining us, you are listening to the Harmonize Your Life um, our conversations on self-care for women of color podcast. Um, you can find us on uh, YouTube, on uh, Apple, on um, Google, on Spotify. You can also go to my YouTube channel. Please go there and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Women, join the Harmonize Your Life Women's Self-Care Network. I promise you it will be a blessing in your life. 
thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Dr. D, for coming in and being with us on today. What I want you to give us one last nugget before you leave. Oh, my heavens. One last nugget. Oh, my gosh. I think what has been going on in my mind uh, throughout the time that we've been talking is, um, is this, that you and I have to remember that we've been designed to be human beings, not human doings. And so don't be defined solely by what you do. Make sure that you're spending time being who you were designed to be. And also remember that somebody is following you. Somebody's watching you. You know, you got more followers than just on social media. There are people who are watching your life and watching my life. And so I want to encourage you and myself that because they're watching us, that we have a responsibility to live responsibly. So I hope this has been a blessing for you. I appreciate the opportunity. It has. You, you are a blessing. Thank you so much, sis. I love you. I love you more than that. <laughs> okay, y'all. Stay tuned for our next episode. As a matter of fact, Dr. D is wrapping up the month of July for us. And so in the month of August is our podcast break. We do not uh, post any new episodes. Um, we go three months on and one month off. And in that third, in that, in that uh, fourth month, you get an opportunity to go back and catch up on everything, you know, like they do on Netflix and all those other places. So you get to go back and, and listen to other episodes that you just didn't have time to listen to. But uh, catch up with us again in uh, September and we'll be back with our next season of podcast episodes. All right. Have a wonderful, blessed summer season. See you soon. Hi, this is Dr. Tony Alvarado. I am so delighted about bringing the Harmonize Your Life podcast to you. Would you do me a favor? If you are enjoying this this podcast, would you email me at hello at drtonyalvarado.com? I want to hear from you. I want your feedback. I want to know if there are any other topics that you are interested in as it relates to wellness, self-care, nutrition, or just overall bringing harmony into your life. Email me, contact me at hello at drtonyalvarado.com.